Hello, everybody. I wanted to come to you before I started this podcast and do some, uh, maybe not explaining, just tell you what happened. So on the 28th of January, I recorded my um, how to plan or how I planned my business during my maternity leave. And I recorded that with the expectation that I was going to have a planned C-section on the 14th of February. So I still at the time had two weeks left to go before um, baby boy was coming into the world. What ended up happening was I pushed the um, stop recording button on this podcast And then because I had a meeting with a pool contractor coming half an hour later, I thought, you know what, I'm going to jump in the shower, get ready for that meeting. Didn't think anything of it. And then um, jumped in the shower and my waters broke. (laughs) So I went into labour as soon as I recorded the second part of this podcast um, so whilst I, in during the podcast, I was like, I'm so prepared. I've got two weeks of just, you know, or a couple of weeks now of just settling in with my new team. Um, I had only at the time hired my interim managing director literally like an hour before. And then I'd recorded the podcast because I was so proud of myself for making all of those decisions. Um, so yeah, I had a surprise uh, when little Harry wanted to come into the world early. So um, it was a bit of a chaotic couple of hours. Um, I phoned the hospital and I was like, I think my waters have broken. And they said, well, you're going to have to come in for um, a C-section. You're going to deliver this afternoon. Um, I was shocked. Then tried to get in contact with the guy that was coming to look at our garden about the pool, couldn't. He then arrived. So Chris and I in some crazy kind of trying to act same moment hosted a contractor measuring our garden whilst I was at the start of labour because we were in shock. Chris didn't believe that I was going uh, into labour at that point. We were waiting for the hospital to call us back and tell us where to go. Um. Anyway, that was like 1.30, 2 o'clock. So the contractor came at 2 o'clock, um, left at 2.30, and we hop, skipped, and jumped to the hospital, and Harry was born at 6 p.m. It was chaos. So essentially, something that I hadn't planned for, um, bearing in mind Natasha Collins is the planner of all things, is that my baby was going to come that early, came at 36 weeks, it was prem. Um, but luckily we're all all right. He's very healthy. He sat here with me right now recording this part of the podcast. So I put out a poll on Instagram and I asked everybody, did you want the podcast to come out that I recorded? Um, And everybody said, yes, they'd be really interested in hearing it. So I thought I would do a little bit of a five minute intro, which is me basically saying, "Okay, I thought I was really prepared, could not prepare for the fact that my baby was coming even earlier. Um, My team picked up everything from the time that I showed them a picture of the baby, um, which was great. So um, as much as I didn't get that Monday meeting where I was going to announce everything to the to my team and tell them what was going on, um, Steve, who's my interim managing director, took over. My team were very supportive. We've been in training for this for months 
this, this wasn't exactly something that just happened overnight, but I wanted to get it all perfect because I don't like letting anybody down. And I feel like if I don't tell the truth or I don't miss something out that I'm letting people down or they're not getting the best from me. Um, so I was a bit disappointed, but at the same time I had other things to concentrate on. So far, so good. Everything that we planned is has been put into action. Um, so from that point of view, whilst it happened two weeks early, um, everything is running pretty smoothly. So I am going to give you the podcast that I recorded. Just bear in mind that I did not realize that literally as soon as I was, I put down this podcast, I went into labor. All right, here we go. Hello and welcome to the Honest Property Investment Podcast. My name is Natasha Collins and I am the host of this podcast. I'm also the founder of NC Real Estate, which is my firm of surveyors. If you want to get to know us a little bit more, I have a freebie that I have got out at the moment, um, which is a short course called Crossing Over to Commercial. It's for all of you residential property investors who want to move from residential property investment through to commercial property investment. If that is for you, then I want you to go to ncrealestate.co.uk forward slash crossing over to commercial and you can sign up and I will send you all of the login details. And from there, you can make sure that you are signed up, ready to go. It takes about 60 minutes but trust me, it will be such a good investment of your time so that you can learn how to get started in commercial property. So again, ncrealestate.co.uk forward slash crossing over to commercial. All right. So today I wanted to talk to you about something slightly different. I said a couple of weeks ago when I told you all I was pregnant that this wasn't going to turn into a mom and baby podcast. It's not it really is not going to turn into that. But I think that it's probably about time that I spoke about what I have been doing during pregnancy to put in place something about, you know, what my maternity plans are. Because I didn't really feel like during pregnancy, I had a roadmap from anybody else who's done this before. And I certainly don't really know any women who run businesses, uh, everything else that I've got going on as well, um, and I've put in place a maternity plan. It feels like when I've looked at other women in the industry who have been pregnant, they have stopped what they are doing. Um they are not intending on running their businesses whilst they're on maternity leave, all of this kind of thing. And to be honest, it wasn't really that inspiring. And that's part of the reason why I've been pretty quiet about it, because, well, from from a start off, we didn't tell anybody we were pregnant for a very long time, family, friends, we just didn't let them know. Um, The main reason being 
is because we weren't able to get back to the country. So it was kind of Chris and mine's little secret to start off with. And navigating what I was going to do with this business going forward was a huge decision that I had to make. And I really wanted to work that out for myself. The people that we did tell, and I had some... Um, responses with people saying well when's NC real estate shutting down it's not it's not shutting down there is no way I would put years and years and years of my life into something just for a child to come along and me to all of a sudden think oh no um nah it's not for me anymore I tell you what I will just go out there and be a mom that's that's not for me there is no I really don't care what anybody else chooses or what any other person's decision-making process is behind that but for me that's not the right decision um I have been building a business because I truly believe in this business it's not just you know someone trying to pass their time so I knew that from the off the outset that it wasn't going to be okay we're pregnant well, I'm going to have to wind down a company within nine months. That wasn't going to be what was happening. But I then had to make the decision that if I was going to take this seriously, I had nine months, well, less than nine months, because you don't find out day one that you're pregnant. Um, I, I had to put in place something so that this business didn't just run, it thrived. Because for those of you who are my clients, you will know that I have to always provide the highest standard of service. I take it incredibly personally if we don't. And so I'm always looking at ways to improve. So with that mindset, I knew that I was going to have to build something that could survive me taking a step back from my business. Because the other thing is I do, whilst I like to be everywhere all the time and doing everything, this is a massive life change. And I do understand that um, I'm not going to be able to be present for a little bit of time. And actually, that's fine. I should be, you know, there for my child as well. That's why I decided to have a child. (laughs) <laughs> you know that's why we wanted a baby we wanted to expand our family we we, we felt like it's time we're in our mid-30s and for us it's kind of the natural progression we didn't expect it to happen so quickly but it did and here we are right so the very first thing I had to think about is do we tell people yes or no and I made the decision early on that because we were in a new country dealing with um, a medical system that was really hard work, and it was. When we were in Charleston, South Carolina, the medical system there was incredibly hard work, and I just didn't want to talk to anybody about that. I didn't know what was going on myself. It wasn't something that I wanted to... um, start trying to explain to other people because I found every time I was going to an appointment I was having to go home and google everything that had just happened and what had what I'd been told and it was very different experience to what my friends in the UK were 
um, experiencing in their pregnancies. And so with that, I thought, okay, you know what, just for now, I don't want additional questions about how are you feeling? Um, Are you sure you're okay to keep running your business? All of this. I decided that at least for the very first six months of pregnancy, I was going to tough it out. You know, whatever pregnancy threw at me for the next for, for the first six months, I was going to tough it out, and I was going to make sure that I built a business that could withstand me going on maternity leave. That was it. That was the goal. Come hell or high water, that was all I wanted to do. I was really lucky that I didn't really have morning sickness in the traditional throwing up. Um, you know, all morning, all afternoon. I felt queasy first thing in the morning, but I could still go to F45 in Charleston. Um, I went to F45 until 26 weeks pregnant, um, and at least until we moved to Austin. So I always kept my workout regime in. That was really important for me. I would come home, I'd have an hour sleep after the workout, and then I would I'd get started with my day. And I did tell my team really early on when I was pregnant. I think by about eight or nine weeks, a couple of my team members knew. And the reason being was because I did need to take gaps in between meetings. I was exhausted. Yes, I was feeling queasy. Um, and so I asked them to rearrange my diary so that I could have a a nap in between each of my um each of my meetings or I could just have a lie down so that was really important um I also moved my diary around so that I could just have days of thinking time I found um when I in the very early phases of pregnancy especially those first three months that I felt very mentally off not really with it so it took me a huge amount of time to um, pull myself together in order to um in order to just be able to think normally and not be so anxious all of the time I've had to work very closely with my healthcare providers to make sure that I've always had the mental health support and I've got I've been taking um anti-anxieties the whole way through this pregnancy um, so that was that was something that I had to make changes on. Again, I didn't want to let anybody down, so I wouldn't cancel meetings, but I would just change when the meetings were so that you know I was able to rest in between them and actually able to process what's going on. I find it really hard when you have back-to-back meetings and you're jumping between meetings because you never get that time to stop and process what's just happened before you have to get into the next one. Um, Fridays I also safeguarded so Fridays were no meetings whatsoever and I really really have stuck to that just so that I've got a day of admin and reflection you know things can get really scary sometimes and there's a lot going on and especially when you've made that decision to up your business you know and couple that with your hormones being all over the place and um, you know, constantly being in meetings and putting on a brave face. And I know um, some of you listening might say, Natasha, you shouldn't have had to have put on a brave face. I wanted to. I don't let my business down. 
that's for sure. And I don't think anybody could have told that I was pregnant because I worked very hard to make sure that I was always in a good place when I turned up to meetings. So that was the very first change that I made. And um, again, I know that some people who, uh, some ladies in pregnancy, you wouldn't have been able to do that in the first um, trimester. I was able to. And so that's how I kept up appearances at the start. Um, Then it was about having to think, well, who do I need to be on my team? And what jobs do I need to outsource if I'm not going to be there? And that's scary. Thinking back to 2017, when I first tried to start expanding my team, I actually didn't have the money to do it. And so I had to really shrink again. And didn't want to get myself back in that position, but at the same time, I knew, 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 knew that we had to grow. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to um, outsource everything, in which case I would feel awful by saying to my clients, hey, I'm out for a couple of months. I'll see you on the other side. There's no backup. I wasn't going to do that. Again, that was a non-negotiable. So I started very slowly. Um, I hired um, coaches for the members club and by coach, I mean, chartered surveyors, everybody who works in the, in team NCRE is a professional. So I started hiring team members that I felt absolutely secure that I would be able to hand over to, and they would do even a better job than I was, you know, you You want people on your team who shine. You know, I'm a firm believer that I'm the the brains and the strategy behind this company, right? I want my clients to do the absolute best. But there are some places where maybe I'm not the best. I'm a good all-round surveyor, right? My expertise is lease advisory and strategy. So I needed surveyors to step in who could do maybe the the residential side of things. I'm not Um, as much a residential surveyor as I am a commercial surveyor so that was when Sam came on board um, and absolutely just blew the residential side of NC real estate out the water Um, Caroline came on board for the commercial side of things and again like it's just an excellent excellent commercial surveyor Um, loads of great valuation advice very good at the details Steve came on board in finance which was exciting. We've had a couple of people come on board who I let go if they weren't if they weren't showing that they uh, had the initiative, then it just wasn't for me. Um, and I would say thank you, but no thanks. That's absolutely not what I want to do. Um, Doug came on board for asset management. I'd known Doug for a little while, worked with him previously on on finding tenants, and from there I thought. Yeah, I'll bring him on. Um, so I was beginning to build a really, really good, solid team. And the challenge was to do this by about five months pregnant. Because then I knew that I had roughly four months to train them up to excel and be better than I am. Right? That's, that's what I have to do. You know, as a good employer, my job is to make sure that my staff know what they're doing 
but they get to excel at what they're doing as well. So that was the very first thing. How can I, how can I find people who have my knowledge and better? So that when I'm not here, my clients are still getting absolutely A-class service. And that has that was the number one priority. So that's where I started. Now, to, to, to outsource and hire more people, obviously, I had to be bringing in more revenue. You, you don't just snap your fingers and the money starts pouring in, which is where our bespoke asset management service came from. And I thought, oh, actually, we could, we could start doing asset management. I have enough backup now where I have good team members who can help me with this. It was such a strange feeling, but I, I was like, okay, so we're resourced. And actually, we're over-resourced now, which is fantastic. So we can offer one-to-one, whereas we weren't doing that before. Because I had a great, 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 great number of people in the members club. But that meant that my small team was stretched thinly. Whereas for the one-to-one bespoke, I want to be there and supporting my clients, right? That's got to be it. That's got to be what... Uh, you know, if we're offering a a high ticket service, we have to offer we have to offer a high ticket standard of service, right? So then I started doing the asset management, and that took off. Uh, the minute I'd put out emails about it, we'd fill up. So from there, I was thinking, okay, well now I have a a bigger business. We're turning over far more money than we ever have done before, and now I have a business that actually is growing you know it's actively growing and it's a lot of fun to run now during all of this I'm still working for the university I'm still doing my other consultancy work I do a bit of consulting on um, hosting seminars and things just because when I first started out I had to have a secondary job and I just kept the secondary job going because it's really helpful when I pay myself dividends from NC Real Estate. I'm not on a, you know, I'm not on the uh, on the PE system. So from that point of view, I needed to show an income so that I could continue getting mortgages in the UK for my UK property investments. So that's what I did. Just kept it up. So we're growing the business. Uh, I'm working in the business full time plus doing another job or two um, on the side, which is chaos got my investment portfolio which is growing as well but you know we're we're juggling it all and we're managing it and then the final piece of the puzzle when we got to about September October time last year it was about starting to outsource the marketing and how we streamline that I don't know if you've noticed but we're a little bit more distant on social media than we have been and the reason being is I would rather pay my team to look after my clients than I would pay my team to be on social media right the decision I made if you are you know if, if someone's decided to pay us money for a service we give that service but now the big the big challenge has been how do we outsource that service and at the time of recording and I'm recording this two weeks before I'm about to go on maternity leave but I think you're going to be listening to this the day after I'm due so at this point, there's probably a little baby around. Um, we are still working on our marketing strategy for my maternity leave. We've obviously got crossing over to commercial, which is the 
uh, amazing short course that we've got in place at the moment, which again is just incredible. Um, and we want as many people through that as possible, just so that when you come into the members club, you're prepared to start talking about commercial and mixed use property. You know, it's almost like the foundations. If you like what goes on in, com- in crossing over to commercial, you're going to absolutely love the members club, right? That's that's how it works. And so with that, we are just trying to find the right people who can do the adverts and the advertising and then the posting to social media. So yeah, we've cut that a little bit fine, but we've been trialing people for the last four or five months and it's not really been working. And in all honesty, I'm not prepared to leave my company in a substandard position you know that's not what's going to happen but at the same time I'm not prepared to sacrifice any of my professional staff to jump on the marketing when they really need to be looking after our paying clients right that wouldn't be fair either so we've had to do a lot of chopping and changing and and I've had to have a lot of coaching this year about how to get to that that standard so live coaching business coaching, mentoring. There's a lot of people that surround me in order to grow this business. At the end of December, we decided to become a VAT registered company because we were just earning, you know, that much money and we can see it like doubling, trebling and very, very quickly. And that was something I'd been scared to do for ages. Like I'd just been keeping the business below the fat threshold. What a stupid idea, people. Like, don't listen to Natasha Collins in that. It was just because I didn't know how VAT works. I have got the best accounting team behind NC Real Estate. I have the best bookkeeper and I have the best accountants. And still, I was literally so nervous to increase it. But one day, my bookkeeper um, sent me an email and she's like, Natasha, you're billing six figures you should have that registered a while ago so long and long and short of it is you know that's what had to happen and so with that I wanted to make sure my business was organized before I told anybody because when I told people my clients that I was having a baby I wanted to tell my clients I was having a baby but these are the people that are looking after you in the interim right you're not on your own we have a plan you are never going to be let down from NC real estate, you know? And if I didn't feel that I'd hired the best people, I would have changed that. And that was where I wanted to be when I went out to my clients. I didn't want to go public with it because I don't believe that the world always needs to know everything that's going on. But the people that rely on you the most, which are your clients, do need to know what's going on. And I wouldn't have wanted to tell them before I had a foolproof plan in place to protect their property portfolios and make sure that we could do what we are contracted to do, right? There is no letting people down on my watch. So these were the decisions that I was making all along. Now we're here, here we are at the end of January, start of February, what is going to happen going forward? And you're probably thinking, Natasha, what decisions have you made for yourself? I have brought on board an interim managing director for NC Real Estate who knows NC Real Estate inside out and will be running the business development side of things so that they can watch over, you know, everything, all my team. We've got development plans in place for my team to move up because by the end of this year, we're going to have tripled revenue. You know, that's the goal. 
this doesn't slow down just because I'm on maternity leave. This speeds up. So um, <clears throat> we're going to be looking at hiring again, but not right now. I mean, I will be on full maternity leave for six weeks. From there, I'm going to be coming back in and probably start with a day a week and then increase it from there up to three days a week. And then I'm stopping. Chris, my husband, has a huge amount of paternity leave, which is just amazing. So we this year will be able to share daycare. I'm 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 having a baby because I want to hang out with the baby as well. Right. There's no way that I was about to go jump back in full time um, with NC real estate and not have time with my baby as well that is the perk of being a business owner so I am I am planning on doing that the plan is to get up to three days a week by the end of the year and kind of that be that which is also why it's great that I've got an interim managing director that could be something that I continue for long after but the interim managing director will be with us for six months at least um, and maybe after that drop back to a consultancy role that starts from start of February so will already be in place that's overseeing everything from there as well so my team take over my slot so for those of you in the members club my team are covering all of our Q&A sessions picking up on every question everything that comes in and they will be supporting members I have an asset management team who will be looking after the asset management. We've already put plans in place for what we need to do and what milestones we need to hit by when, and that will happen. And then marketing, we actually do have a plan for marketing. We do have, um, now we're we're going through a place of of hiring again um, so that we can get the marketing in place. So there's a huge amount going on. Oh, and... Obviously, my accountant and my bookkeeper are keeping track of finances and all of that in the back end as well. We know how we are business building. We know how we are maintaining a standard of service. Everybody has KPIs that they need to hit, which are NC real estate KPIs. You know, we're doing X, Y, Z. And that, my friends, is how this business is going to keep running. Now, I have already said to, if anybody's spoken to Nicola, who is my support system uh, she runs all the admin behind Natasha Collins and she's a great graduate surveyor as well like honest to gosh Nicola will be blushing if she's listening to this podcast but I couldn't hype her up enough she's going to run all of my emails so if you're emailing me during this time it's not going to be me there Nicola is going to be looking at everything um, and from that point of view she's going to be able to get everything sorted for everybody who's getting in contact with us. And so giving myself a little bit of recovery time, certainly six weeks of recovery where I will be away. And then we'll see how it goes from there. So from April, um, I should be back at least one day a week. And then, you know, that will grow from there. So actually, so it's worked out really well. I don't need to go back to lecturing after this I don't need to go back to doing the consultancy stuff you know after this I'm not going to like it's the one thing that's happened is I've kind of taken away those safety nets that I didn't do before because I wanted to build my team up but my business pays me just fine you know my property portfolio pays me just fine everything is okay it's really been a journey 
over the last nine months to get to where I am today. And bloody hell, it has been a phenomenal journey. It has been hard. Pregnancy has been hard. I haven't particularly enjoyed it either. So when people are like, oh, Natasha, you know, being pregnant is an absolute blessing. It is, but the end result is what the blessing is. I've been unwell. I have had to deal with my mental health and my anxiety. I have had some terrible infections that we've had to get over. We've moved house. We haven't really had any family around. We've had to conquer a medical system, which I still don't quite understand. And that has been stressful in itself, right? So from a point of view of enjoying pregnancy, pregnancy hasn't really been for me. Maybe if I was to do it round two at any point, um, it would be better because I was no, I would know what's going to happen. But we're not crossing that bridge today. Um, but I've always had my eye on the goal. The goal is this business is better. This business doesn't come across any worse. And I'd be so proud to show my baby what I've achieved whilst being pregnant and not doing it and not being pregnant in the nicest way. I can confidently say that for the next six weeks, my business will continue to thrive. And for those of you who are thinking, well, Natasha, you're not going to be there. If you went and signed up for the Members Club right now, if you're not a Members Club member and you signed up, you are going to get the best standard of service and you are going to get my awesome surveying team who are going to circle around you and say, what do you need help with? We are here to support you and your property portfolio. That is a guarantee, which is incredible, you know? So I get to be a business owner, a mom, a property investor. And it's not easy to do all these things. I've just been through the whole thing with you. But that end goal has always been what, I haven't, what I've had my eyes just firmly set on. I'm telling you that if you've listened to this podcast, you've never had anybody, if you're a woman and you're in the same position, it's completely possible to feel uncertain about getting pregnant and get to the end of your pregnancy and feel like I've got this covered because nothing's going to go wrong you're allowed to be pregnant you're allowed to have a baby and you're allowed to own a business and you can have everything so I wanted to share you share with you the journey to date it's kind of an overview of everything that's been happening and how I felt and what I've done and that it's been tough, but we keep going. And I'm not always sure of the answers, but I know for sure that everything will work out in a really successful way. So in terms of this podcast, what's going to happen going forward? Well, we've pre-recorded a lot. Um, we've got some great throwbacks. We have also got some brilliant um, pre-recorded podcasts as well for over the next six weeks. So do keep watching this space keep tuning in on a Tuesday morning if you want to email there'll be someone at the end of the emails all I can say is thank you so much for sticking with me thank you so much for being here I hope you've enjoyed this podcast um thank you for listening I cannot wait to catch up with you again soon